But I am so, so thankful that all of you are here today. For all of our mothers, we welcome you and thank you for being here. My wife searched high and low for a very special gift that you will not find anywhere else in any other church in America today. I don't think so. But she came up with something so unique. I think you will be blessed. Meemaw, it's good to see your whole clan today. Amen. The first time in a long time they've all been able to be in church together. We're delighted that they are here today and everyone else. I don't want to be too lengthy today. I know that you have plans for your family, but I do believe the Lord gave me something to share and to speak to you about, and I want to do my best to do that. Um, The name Mother, though it is just a simple name, awakens in most of us the most tender of emotions and recollections of any human relationship, I guess, on earth. Many daring and sacred things are associated with the name of Mother. And I realize that not all mothers are equally deserving of honor, but I do believe it is our responsibility to honor all mothers. And so today we're going to try to do that. I want you to stand with me, and as you do, our children are going to slip out for their Sunday school classes. And we're going to read from the Word of the Lord, and I'm going to try to do my best to be uh, expeditious with my time that I have but I do feel like God has something good for all of us. For the book of Judges, I will choose my text this morning, chapter 5. I'm going to read very quickly, beginning with verse number 1. I'm going to read down through verse 12, but I'm going to do it quick, so don't, don't faint on me. Um, I won't keep you standing that long. It said this, Then Deborah and Barak, the son of Abinoam, On that day, saying, Praise you, the Lord, for the avenging of Israel, when the people willingly offered themselves. Hear, O ye kings, give ear, O ye princes. I, even I, will sing unto the Lord. I will sing praise to the Lord God of Israel. And he goes on with that praise. And then he, she, or, or, uh, they describe the conditions of the day in verse number six. He said, in the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were unoccupied, and the travelers walked through byways. The inhabitants of the villages ceased, and they ceased in Israel, until that I, Deborah, arose, that I arose a mother in Israel. They chose new gods, then there was war in the gates, Was there a shield or spear seen among 40,000 in Israel? My heart is toward the governors of Israel. They offered themselves willingly among the people. Bless you the Lord. Speak ye that ride on the white asses or those who are rich and ye that sit in judgment and walk by the way or the poor. So she called for the rich and the poor that they are delivered from the noise of the archers in the places of drawing water. There shall they rehearse the righteous acts of the Lord, even the righteous acts toward the inhabitants of his villages in Israel. They shall be the people of the Lord, and they go down to the gates. Verse 12 says, Awake, 
Awake, O Deborah. Awake, awake, and utter a song. Arise, Barak, and lead thy captivity captive. And everybody said, Amen. Going back to verse number 7, she speaks of what the situation was. And there was no one to stand in the gap and make up the hedge until that I, Deborah, arose, that I arose a mother in Israel. I want to speak to you for a few moments this morning about where are the mothers of Israel. And everybody said amen. God bless you. High five somebody and you may be seated. Amen. One young man decided to call his mother. He lived in another town far away from her, and he was busy with his career, and so he called her one day, and when she answered the phone, he said, Mom, how are you feeling, or how are you doing? And in a very weak and feeble voice, she replied, Not, not so good, son, not, not so good. I, I've been very weak, and this greatly concerned him, and so he said, Well, why, Mom, are you so weak? She says, well, because I I haven't eaten for 23 days. And his son was really disturbed, or her son was disturbed, and he stammered out, Mom, that's horrible. Why have you not eaten in 23 days? And she said, well, because I didn't want to have my mouth full of food when you should call me. Anybody have a mother like that? No, raise your hand. They know how to put a guilt trip on you. And a good one to say the least. A mother mouse and a baby mouse were walking along when suddenly a cat attacked them. Sister Gail. And the mother mouse shouts, bark, bark. And the cat turned and ran away. And the mother mouse turned to the little baby and said, Now that's why I'm telling you, you need to learn a foreign language. <laughs> I love cats. They taste like chicken. <clears throat> In all seriousness this morning, I, I have to say that I am deeply indebted to my mother, as most of you probably are. She taught me so much in life, and she impacted my life in a way that I've never been able to get away from. I think it was my mother who first taught me about faith and religion. She said, you better pray that comes out of those clothes. And she taught me about logic. Because I said so, that's why. And she taught me about irony. You keep crying, and I'm going to give you something to cry about. And she taught me anticipation. You just wait until we get home. And most of all, she taught me about meeting the challenges of life. What are you thinking anyway? Answer me when I talk to you. Don't you talk back to me. Can I get a witness in the house? But I think the thing that has lodged so deep in my psyche that I will never be able to get away from it is my mother taught me foresight. 
She said, make sure you wear clean underwear when you leave in case you're in an accident. I don't know what that had to do with accidents, but I always thought that's what an accident was. But that was my mother. I wouldn't trade her for anybody else, and I'm sure you wouldn't want her either. No, I'm just kidding. My mother was one of the sweetest ladies in all the world. She was a little package of dynamite. Never underestimate a woman because of her size. On a serious note, though, our text this morning uh, takes us back a long, long time ago when Israel had sunken into a deep spiritual darkness and they were scattered, they were defeated, they were broken down, any kind of adjective you could uh, take that would speak of despair could be attached to them at this particular moment. I think one of the saddest statements in all of Scripture is made by Deborah in the 8th chapter or 8th verse when she says that there was not a shield or a spear among 40,000 men. There was not one of them in that day that had the courage to stand Against the powers that be, there was a political unrest, there was economic turmoil, and the spiritual conditions of Israel at that moment were pathetic and apathetic. Israel had literally come to the edge of their grave, and the words describe best the plight of the nation when in Judges 5 and 6 from the Living Bible, It says this, the main roads were deserted and travelers used the narrow crooked side paths because Israel's population had dwindled. They lived under the curse of this statement when every man did what was right in their own eyes and you can only imagine what that produced in their lives. They were weak. They were without leadership. They had given their worship to false gods. They were under the cruel dictates of a king that did not know their God or reverence their God. And Israel themselves had forsaken God's love and had moved toward the dark superstitions of wicked practices. And no one, no one, I underscore that this morning, was capable of doing anything about it. Either no one could or something worse than that, no one would make an effort to try to lift that load from off of God's people. That is, no one until a woman by the name of Deborah came along. And the Bible makes it very clear in Scripture. It says, until I arose as a mother in Israel, they languished under the the taskmaster that were so cruel. The text that we read from is a story about an amazing woman. And the more that I have read her story this week, the more I have realized how truly phenomenal she was in her times. She lived 175 years after Joshua's triumphant entry into Canaan. She lived 3,200 years away from us. 
But the impact of her life is recorded in Scripture. One woman who stood up in the midst of all of the chaos and the unbelief and the fear and doubt, and she allowed herself to be used by God to make a difference. I applaud her story this morning because her story is largely one of success against all odds. Everything in culture was against her. Everything in society was against her. And everything in the normal routine of life was against her becoming the leader that she became. But she did it anyway. Though they were vastly outnumbered, she helped Israel to rise up and throw off the the chains of slavery and win a great victory. She did not allow her circumstances to overwhelm her, nor the circumstances fool her into thinking that there was nothing that she could do about it. You hear me, mothers, today. There's always something that you can do about it. And somebody said amen. She was an extraordinary woman. No small miracle to say the least. There were neither king nor judge, neither prophet nor psalmist nor man who would rise up. But she accepted the challenge and she brought the people of God back to God. And she restored to them a confidence and a courage that had long been absent from their lives. She faced the same circumstances as everybody else. Oppression unarmed and unprotected people, fearful armies and heavy taxation. But she decided to do something about it. If no one else would rise up, she said, God, I am available. No one else would answer the call, but she said, Lord, here I am, send me. The land was ruined, their liberty were lost. The people were dejected and afraid, and the morale of the country was gone. Their spirits were broken down, and hope of a better day had vanished. Until I arose as a mother in Israel, conditions were so terrible that something had to be done. And her life is a testament that one woman in the hands of God can turn a world upside down. And I am here to tell every mother and every woman in this building that if you can get your life into the hands of God, the difference that you can make is without, without any exclamation. I cannot describe what all can happen and transpire when there's a mother who will put herself in the hands of God and say, if you're not going to use anybody else, Lord... Here I am, use me. And so Deborah roused the nation from its lethargy and despair. She awakened in them a determination to be free, to throw off the chains of bondage, and they were better than their present circumstances. Ladies, you can hear me this morning when I tell you that you can make a difference if you just will try. Amen. You can make a difference. You may think there is just too much against you, but regardless, even if you're dealing with an unsaved husband 
or worse than that, a backslidden husband or rebellious kids or an unhappy home or sickness in your body or a lack of training. You hear me this morning. If you will simply stand up and say, God, if you don't have anybody else to use, here I am. Use me. Amen. You have the right to do that, and you ought to do that. You may be surrounded by the darkest despair, and you may feel that there is no hope and no way out, but you hear me. Any woman who submits herself to God can make a difference. Something is calling this morning for mothers to awake and arise and sing your song. You hear me, mothers. You have a song that nobody else can sing. And there's something about your song that does something that nothing else can do. It is the song of a mother who realizes that her children are better than the circumstances they live in. That her family deserves more than the culture she lives in is offering. And so she stands and she sings. She sings of the glory of God. She sings of every promise that God has ever made. She sings of every faithful deed God has ever done. And she points their eyes to the one, the only one who can genuinely help anybody in any situation. And that is the Lord God. And when she rose up, hallelujah, when she rose up in response to the call of God, the enemies of Israel were defeated. And for 40 long years they lived in peace because one woman, decided to rise up and make a difference. Amen. Where are, the, where are the Deborahs of this day? Where are the women who are not throwing off their responsibilities as a wife or anything else, but they understand there's a role that they can feel that nobody else can feel, and there's a song that they can sing that nobody else can sing, And when they choose to do that, then God will in turn do great things through them. Amen. She arose and for 40 years there was peace because one woman said, Lord, here am I. Use me. Amen. Now, the term mother in Israel is is up for interpretation. I think in the Bible that that Deborah biologically had children. I don't find anywhere. There may be somewhere back in another part of Scripture, but I looked and I could not find where there's any mention of her children. However, she became a mother in spiritual terms in many ways. And I'm going to tell you what she gave birth to. She gave birth, number one, to hope something that was missing from her people, a feeling that this is not the end, that there's a better day coming, and that if you will just hang on and hold on, things are going to turn around. She gave birth to the feeling that God had not forsaken them, and they were not alone as they thought they were, and God had not turned his back on them And if they would seek the face of God, they would see what would happen as God intervened. And so as a mother, she gave birth to hope 
among her people. She gave them the feeling and the idea that things were going to be better than they presently were. Oh, for mothers who can give birth to hope in this hour that can tell us the economy cannot help you and our government cannot help you and our school systems have failed us, but God can still help us as a people. And if we will turn our eyes toward him, God can make a difference in our lives. And so she gave birth to hope. Everybody say hope. She gave birth to hope. She not only gave birth to hope, but she gave birth to courage. I love, you've got to go read the whole fourth and fifth chapters of Judges to get the whole story. But I, I love what happened. She was an encourager of her people. And she helped them believe in themselves. So much so that in chapter 4 she calls out a man by the name of Balak. And says, God has called you to lead 10,000 against the enemy and when you lead those men he's going to cause confusion in the camp and you're going to win a victory and the man Balak was so terrified at the thought of going up against the enemy that he quaked in his shoes and this was his statement I will not go unless you go with me and you know what Deborah said Deborah said okay if that's what you need I'll go with you Thank God for mothers that are not afraid to go with us as far as they need to go to get us where we need to be. I'm thankful for a mother who didn't abandon me as a child, as a reject or something worse, and tell me that I would never amount to anything. But a mother who stayed there and her prayer stayed with me until this very day I am helped by the prayers of my mother because she put courage in me. She told me I could be better than I was and I could do more than I did. And she put in my heart the feeling that if I would just try, things could be different. If I would just stand up, God would step in. And God called her to wake up the people and put a song back in their heart. And she put courage in them. I wish we had some mothers that would rise up in this hour and put courage in our world and make our men and our women and our children proud to be who we are. Stand up for what we are. I am proud to be an American, but I am not proud of what America stands for right now. But I'm telling you that if some mothers in this building would stand up and say, God, I want to be a Deborah. I want to be a mother in Israel. I'm going to give birth to courage. I'm going to give backbone to some people to stand for what's right. Maybe you didn't come for a Mother's Day sermon like this, but we need some mothers that will give birth to more than just biological children. We need birth to hope and courage. She not only gave birth to hope and courage, but she gave birth to a renewed faith. She was a woman of faith. Her leadership caused others to rise up. And she gave them new life by what she prophesied. Mom, you hear me this morning. The words that come out of your mouth are more powerful than you even understand. And the things that you prophesy over your family, and you do it unwittingly sometimes. They're a bunch of no good kids. They're just a bunch of rebels. And you wonder why? You have rebellion in the house. 
You know what I believe? I believe for a great part we get what we speak. We get what we prophesy. And this mother helped people by what she prophesied. She began to speak faith. We can do this. You can help me. We can rise up. We're better than our circumstances. We're better than our surroundings. I wish there were some mothers that would rise up in this church and say, you know what? I want to give birth to a renewed faith in my church and in this congregation. I want to make somebody around me understand they can make it. They can overcome. They can be better than they are at the present. I wish we had some mothers who would rise up and say, you know what? We are better than we look at the moment, and we're going to be even better than that if we will just do what God is telling us to do. Prophesy good things over your family. You need to go into your homes and start prophesying good things. Peace, joy. You say, well, they're not there. We'll start speaking it there. It's not going to be there if you don't speak it there. Peace, happiness. You say, well, all we've got in our house is contention. You know why? Most often it's because that's what you speak. You don't have to be confrontational over everything. My Lord, we're men. <laughs> what do you expect out of us? Just stay around me and come back Father's Day. I'll, I'll build you back up. But today I'm trying to help some women. You may not be a physical mother. You may not have biologically given birth to children, but you can still be a mother in Israel by giving birth to faith, a renewed faith, and prophesy good things over your family. Prophesy good things. If you want a better husband, start prophesying a better husband. Quit talking about him being some no good lousy bum or you, you don't ever do what I, I... I tell you what, some women, I wish I could take them and wash their mouth out with soap. You potty mouth. You need to start speaking. He may not be that, but you start speaking those things and he can become what you speak. But if you keep berating him and putting him down... He's never going to rise above what you say about him. He may be a million-dollar man, but you treat him like a 50-cent piece. Somebody said to me one time, if you want her to treat you like a king, then you better treat her like a queen. Well, I want to tell you there's a reverse to that. If you want to be treated like a queen, you better learn how to treat him like a king. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, you didn't come for that this morning. <laughs> she prophesied over her family. She prophesied over her people. We can do this. We can rise up. We can be better than this. That's what we need. We need some mothers in Israel who will stand up and begin to speak the word of the Lord that God is for us. And if God be for me, against me. That God brought me to this time for this time for this purpose. And I'm going to fill my role. I'm going to do what God has called me to do. And I'm hasting to a close. She gave birth to better things. 
She was not content with the same lame excuses that others had used to justify their predicament. She said, oh no, that kind of stuff's not going on in my house. When they came in with the mully grubs, she said, oh no, not in my house. No, sir. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do better than this. And raising them about the conditions of their culture, she spoke words that helped lift their spirit and show them that a better day was ahead. And 40 years, because one woman decided to stand up and make a difference, 40 years of peace. Good Lord, some of you husbands ought to prophesy right now. God, let that be so over my house. Are you afraid to prophesy that? Peace. 40 years of peace. What would you give for that? Amen. And then last but not least, she gave birth to praise. Because of her faith, she could sing before the battle started as well as she could after the battle had been won. There's something to be said about a woman that doesn't have to wait for everything to pan out to be able to see that it's going to and start praising God in advance. You know, the reason sometimes we don't get any more than we get is because we don't praise any more than we do. And if there were some mothers in this church that would decide, you know what, I am going to become a praise leader. I am going to be, I don't care if people come into my house and they've got negative things to say. That's not coming out of my mouth. You know what I love about Deborah? She got excited about the right things. Now, women can get excited about a lot of things. Praise God. Men, where are you? I need some help right now. They can get excited about a lot of things that don't matter a hill of beans. If you put the coffee cup in this way or that way, my Lord, what difference does it make? It was put in the shelf. Help me, Lord. Good night. I got myself into this stuff. I got to get out. And I got to go home with that lady. So I got to make sure... All that sweet talk y'all heard earlier. It's going to take me a whole week to recover from this one. They get excited about a lot of things. And they get stirred up over stuff. My Lord have mercy. Afraid to say anything because you want peace. What do I say next, Lord? You're going to have to help me right now. She taught her people how to praise God again. And you know what, Mom? Sometimes you're the one that has to do that in the home. You have to learn. You have to teach your family how to praise again. Because I understand men can be grumpy. And the older we get, the more grumpy we are. Ah. And some of you are really grumpy. 
You need to teach your family how to praise again. You need to teach your family that God's still able. That God can do anything. That God is still on the throne. That He's still mighty. He's still all-powerful. He still answers prayer. You need to teach your family how to sing the praises of the Lord. She sang. She did not nag. (laughs) Feel the Holy Ghost. (laughs) She sang. She did not nag. She sang. She did not whine. (laughs) Praise. Everybody say praise. 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 A song of praise. Arise, arise, O Deborah, and sing. Sing, sing, sing praises. Now, don't do it like some women. They can, they can sing their whines, and they can sing their nags. Don't do that. Sing His praise. Sing His glory. Sing His honor. And watch what happens in your family. Watch what transpires in your family among your children. Praise. The Lord is good. The Lord is merciful. The Lord is good. The Lord is merciful. The Lord helps me. The Lord strengthens me. A song that pointed to God, not their problems. That's what we need mothers for is to sing a song among us right now that will point us toward God, not our culture, not our political system, not what's going on in the elections, but God. Not our problems, but our King. She taught the people that when you arise to praise God, happiness increases. Amen. Happiness increases when you praise Things are a lot better around the house when you praise. Woo! That little spark comes back when you praise. Amen. It's kind of hard to know what to do to respond when, when you've been chewed on all day and then right at the end of the day they want to be nice and sweet. Stay away from me. What are you up to now? <laughs> but it's, it's a different story when you sing the song of praise. When you saturate the atmosphere of your home and your church with the song of encouragement. And when you do, happiness increases. Happiness increases. Thankfulness increases. When you sing the song of praise, people are more thankful. Your kids are more thankful. Those boneheads sometimes that you think don't have a clue of anything. When you start singing praise, all of a sudden, it trans- those mom, mom goggles that you saw up there, that it's like something happens and God gives us the ability to see life as you see it. And all of a sudden, there's this thankfulness. Thank you, God. Thank you that I've got a home. Thank you that I've got a husband who has a job. And he he brings home a a good paycheck every week. And thank you, God, that we got places to go. We can go on vacation this year. Thank you, God, that we're not trapped in some world of poverty that we can't get out of, but we have the opportunity to be better. We need mothers that will rise up and begin to sing that kind of song over their family. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. There is an increase of God's interest in you and your needs when you praise him. And you're blessed. Oh, my goodness, you are blessed. Amen. Praise brings the blessings of the Lord. And you know what praise does? Praise helps you understand that your labor as a mom is not in vain. Amen. Let's stand together. Praise God. You say, what difference can I make? I'm just a mother. Well, that's what a lot of folks thought until Deborah came along. What can a woman do? Well, why don't you see when you offer yourself to God? A small remnant is all God needs to change the spiritual climate of the times. He needs some mothers in Israel who will rise up and give birth to hope and faith and courage. To give hope and faith and courage and praise that will give birth to praise. God. You have been so good to me. You've blessed my family. You've blessed my children. If you're with your family right now, I want you to reach over and take them by the hand. And I want you to thank God for them right now. Would you do that? Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your mercies today. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your help. Oh, God, thank you for your peace. God, that we would, that somewhere, somewhere a mother would rise up. A mother would rise and give birth to praise and worship and faith and, and confidence and assurance that everything in the hands of God is going to be all right. What difference can we make? We never know until we try. Oh, God, help us tonight. Help us.